0: My, I'm in the process of an appeal that I filed on my own, and my public defender attorney claims that I had and have missed my TPR hearing, which is crazy because my kids weren't any notified, and I...
1: from California. Janelle, did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Um,
0: Yeah, hi, Vince. Can
1: you hear me? Loud and clear.
0: Okay, um, I've got a couple questions. Okay. Um, I'm in the process of an appeal that I filed on my own. And my public defender attorney claims that I had and have missed my TPR hearings. Which is crazy because my kids weren't any notified and neither was I.
1: Okay, and the question is um, First of all, I mean, is that normal? Do they not notify you
0: or your kids about TPR hearings?
1: No, that's not normal at all. Both you and your children, depending on their age, are, all, are required to receive notice uh, via mail. And I know they're doing some of that by email now, but you're required to receive notice. And before the judge can even continue with that hearing and terminate your rights, he or she has to find that notice was proper. Okay.
0: Um, all right. And with that being said, I mean, um, I, I was approaching the TPR hearing and my disability attorney called me. And I had filed for disability from one of my sons both, well before they were taken. And I was called by them and they said that my son's disability money has been paid out in full back in October of 2020, which doesn't make any sense. But that was also the court date that I had to terminate my reunification services.
1: Where was it paid out to? DCFS? Or? They won't
0: tell me. No, they will not tell me. My attorney says that they will look into it. But they
1: nobody knows. I'm assuming it was DCFS, obviously. Right. It probably went to DCFS. <laughs> is that legal?
0: I mean, can they do that?
1: Yes, if they have custody of the child, the answer is yes.
2: <sighs> okay.
0: Um. All right. Um, why would they wait so long, first of all, and why um, could they have done that the day they took them?
1: The day they took them? No, but they probably found out and then intervened and, you know, to take that money. Okay.
0: Oh, one more. I know you're, you've are got a lot of people waiting. Um, one more question. When your kids are taken, there has to be a DCS worker there present, correct?
1: Or no? No. So there can be just a police officer.
0: Okay. Without a warrant and bolt cutters?
1: Well, they have to have a warrant or there has to be an emergency of extraordinary or extreme circumstance. Right, well, okay, what if
0: if there wasn't and it was an expired um, uh, uh, removal order? Well, it'd been like four weeks after it was given by the judge. Well, if
1: they took your kids with an expired order, you have a lawsuit, a civil rights lawsuit (laughs) um, against the social worker and or the police authorities.
0: Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: thank you so much. All right, Janelle. Well, thank you for calling. Thank
0: you for listening.
1: And call us back in a few weeks to give us any update that you might have. All right. Let's take our next call from Bianca from the state of Texas. Bianca, did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Hi.
2: How are you? How are you doing? Um, can you hear me?
1: Loud and clear.
2: Oh uh, yes, this is Bianca. I had spoken with you on the show last week about my situation down here in Houston.
1: Okay.
2: Um. Well, basically, uh, I have wanted to know. I'm trying to. Okay. I uh put in for a uh legal aid attorney for civil rights. So they told me it would be two weeks before they be able to get a hold of me. Um. I'm trying to find out what all the things do I need to uh besides just my case or whatever. Well, what other things do I need to, um, break up with them besides just the case. And, um, also, um uh, my other question is for the appellate attorney, um, what do I need to, uh, bring up to them with anything dealing with the case? Uh, even though, um, they have so many, uh, you know uh, allegations and many things that's uh, wrong with the case besides just them you know, uh my besides the fact of my rights uh not being uh, you know they, they from them t- uh terminated it for no reason and you know like i stated before uh it was a lot of speculations to this case that they really messed up on really bad and just took my kids and my needs for no reason you know to begin with you know, over something really small that wasn't even true. So I just need to like know the steps I need to take with the attorney that does the civil rights and the attorney that does the appeal the pillot the attorney.
1: Okay, so I hope you have a pen and a piece of paper. For the civil rights attorney what I would do is since you haven't met with them yet, I would type out in chronological order, double spaced fourteen point font, your story. Tell the attorney in writing exactly what happened and why you believe you have a civil rights case. Now, you know when you go meet the attorney, the attorney will maybe give you a half hour to an hour, and you may not be able to get everything out. You may not be able to tell the attorney all the important facts, but if you take a couple of hours, maybe three, four hours to type out the story, um, it will effectively communicate um, to the attorney You know your position and your facts and see when you're typing it out over two or three hours or four hours you can go back and forth and modify and add and clear things up sometimes unless you know you're some type of professional speaker which most people aren't you can't present the facts in a way that will include everything that would you know try to convince that attorney to take your case for the civil rights case does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Bianca, for the second case, for your appeal case, that's going to be um, almost the same thing. I would give the same thing that I type up to my civil rights attorney, to my appellate attorney. And additionally, after that, maybe a couple of days after that, I would want to have a meeting with my appellate attorney, either on the phone or in person or, you know, on Zoom or something, and have the attorney ask me if they have any questions. Now, a lot of appellate attorneys may not have any questions for you until they review the appellate record, and that might be that might take some time. So, if the attorney can't or won't meet with you now, you might want to schedule something in 2 or 3 weeks before the brief is due so that you can discuss, you know, the case and the appeal. Okay. Okay.
2: So, with this case, do I need to, I need two to be minutes. by both federal and state, um, um, you know, dealing with the uh, civil rights? Yeah. So, you know, what you would know. be my main
1: option I can choose from? Okay, so you're in the Texas. Main main you're in Texas. I'm not licensed in Texas, but the, mm-hmm. if you were in California, what I would say is you're, you're two main. You can bring claims under state law and federal law at the same time. And in California, you can do it in either federal court or state court. And whether you wanna go in federal or state court depends on a number of factors. You know, jury, um, in California, jury uh, trials are different. In federal court, you gotta have 12 out of 12. In state court, you got to have nine out of 12 in order to win. There are different rules of uh, evidence in state court and federal court. There are different rules of civil procedure in state court and federal court. Mm-hmm. So, and whether you pursue state claims or federal claims, that's going to be a strategy decision that you and your attorney are going to have to make. So keep that in mind. And, you know, you, those are things that you'll want to talk to the attorney about after you know you write that story and present it to them hey bianca we got to take a break for um for some you know commercial messages i want to thank you for calling and thank you for listening call us in three or four weeks and give us an update please all right this is the secret how to fight cps and win we'll be right back after these messages